0: Father, thank you for the word this morning, and we open our hearts continually to you. Reveal not only yourself, Lord, reveal who you created us to be this morning. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. All right, so uh, we're going through the Gospel of John together part of our Bible revival of 2024, just getting to know the Scriptures better. And we're purposing to walk in the authority of Jesus Christ through knowing the Word better. Okay, Jesus rebuked in Matthew chapter 4. He rebuked Satan himself using Scripture. So we want to be familiar with Scripture and help you be able to, you know, study, train, train, Uh, Be equipped, hear the voice of the Lord for yourselves, okay? Don't want you living off somebody else's observations. You need to be living off what the Lord tells you uh, on a day-to-day, person-to-person, heart-to-heart basis. Amen? Amen. Amen. So I am asking you to sit in uh, John, the Gospel of John, each week with us as a church family I know there's that independent mindset mindset in America. Like, well, by God, I don't want to do that. I don't. That doesn't sit right with me. But I am asking you, you know, as part of a church family, can we do this together? Can we just sit in in John together? I don't think it'll hurt you (laughs) to do it. (laughs) Um, But sit in John with us. Make observations with the Holy Spirit, and then do what He says. This week we're going to be in, uh, today we'll be in verse 12 and 13, tying that to 14 and 15. I'm actually going to start in 14 and 15, but please be sitting all the way through 18 because that's where we're headed soon, all the way through 18. We do treat scripture here as uh, scripture reading, as an act of listening. When you're reading the Bible, it's an act of listening to the Holy Spirit, connecting with Christ, and doing what He says. There's a couple of things you got to ask when you're reading the Bible. Number one, what does the Lord mean by this? Not what do I think and do I like this or not, but what does the Lord mean by this? And then secondly, what am I going to do about it? Is is there a promise that I'm supposed to lay hold of? Is there an act of obedience in and not apart from His Spirit, but in and through His Spirit that's in me that I need to be walking out? Is there a uh, a sin or a danger that's to be avoided in what the Scripture is saying? Because we want to we want to never just mentally ascend to uh, information. You know what a great truth, yea. Uh, We want to be doers of the Word. So let's go to John chapter 1 and verse 14 and 15. Here we go. The Word, remember that's logos in the Greek, the expression of God's thought. The Word became a human being. The Word became flesh. He made His home with us. We have seen His glory. It is the glory of the one and only who came from the Father. And the Word was full of grace and truth. This is not the New King James Version. I don't know what what. (laughs) don't know how that happened. Okay. No problem. It's okay. It's okay. Uh, verse 15, John was a witness about the word. John cried out and said, this was the one while I'm reading this. Can somebody uh, pull up new King James and I'll read it. Oh, thanks. This was the one I was talking about. He who comes after me is more important than I am. He's more important because he existed before I was born. So John giving a shout out there to the deity of Jesus Christ. Here's New King James. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. John bore witness of him and cried out, saying, This was he of whom I said... He who comes after me is preferred before me for he was before me. It's okay. No problem. We shall overcome, right, guys? We shall not be stopped. So there's a list here. Those of you that eat the word and understand some of the filters, there's a list. The word, number one, became flesh. Number two, dwelt among us. Number three, revealed God's glory. Revealed God's glory. I want to camp a little bit on the word beheld. Which is 2300 in the Strongs. Not sure how to say that. I don't have all the enunciation in front of me. They owe me, perhaps, uh, or Omai. Oh but it means to behold, look upon, see, observe intently, to see and concentrate on, so as to significantly impact and influence the viewer. When we behold, or we beheld his glory, Uh, The glory is of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. We're literally held by it. Okay, we behold it, we're being held by. We're being influenced, significantly impacted by looking at the Word and beholding His glory. Now... Uh, if you'll remember two weeks ago, Brian Cannon, at the end of service, I had asked for a couple of observations. What did the Lord show you today? Brian quoted Matthew uh, 6.22, or maybe he quoted the one out of Luke, but it's in Matthew 6.22 as well. The eye is the lamp of the body, right? If your eye is full of light, your whole body is full of light. So the Father releases His Word, which is the expression of a thought, Logos, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God. The Word was with God. He releases that so that we can see what He's saying. And so, very important, what are we looking at? Are we beholding the Word and God's glory, or are we beholding the world? Very important, where we're putting our eyeballs, Jesus Christ, of course, is revealing here in verse 14 the glory of God. Why is it important for God to release the Word, the expression of His thoughts and ideas towards us, um, in in regard to revealing His glory? Why is it important for Christ to reveal the glory of the Lord? Romans 3.23 gives you the answer. For all of us have sinned. And fallen short of the glory of God. But how many of you know, if we can see Him, then we can be like Him. Now, not apart from Him. But we've seen His glory. We're captured By Him, this is important because we'd all sin and mankind, that's why Jesus talks so much about us being in, well, all of Scripture talks about man being in darkness. Why? Because we'd fallen short of the glory of God. We'd fallen short of the pattern sonship that we were designed for. Now get a hold of this. God is releasing not only a word to tell you who He is, And how He feels about you. What His thoughts are. Because a word, Logos, is the expression of a thought or an idea. God has thoughts and ideas about you. He releases the word. Jesus walks up to Golgotha and dies for you. God is telling you, I love you. But something else is at work here. When we're beholding the glory, the glory that we fell from, He's also trying to reveal to you through this word, this communication device called Jesus Christ, your destiny as a son. Your destiny for how life is to be lived. That's why He's the light of the world. He's example. a chief, a chief motivation of the ministry of Jesus Christ is exampleship to humanity. And we don't, we don't honor Him when we say, "Well, Jesus got it all, and we got nothing." You know, he, He's got all the glory. Hey, John seventeen twenty two. Jesus said, "Father, the glory you gave me, I gave to them." You don't honor Jesus to say, He's a great son. I can never be a great son. He came. Listen to this. He came and gave the same spirit of sonship that He had into you. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead is inside you. So why? So you can be a son. Amen. So you can live as a son. Why? Because this is the pattern from the, before the foundations of the world. Ephesians chapter one, verse five says that it was God's good pleasure for all of us to be adopted as sons in Jesus Christ. Listen to this. God predestined you to adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to himself. So he gave you the spirit of that son so you could live as a son. This is, this is a powerful truth because not only is God revealing who He is and how He feels toward you, but He's revealing the way you're designed to live. The truth about sonship at work in you. Isn't this a the life to be expressed? Zoe is in you. Eternal life is in you. He's Christ And that's the life that's to be expressed through your mortal body. Jesus is a patterned son. Romans 8, 29 says he's the firstborn among what? Many other brethren. He calls you brethren because you have the same father. And he goes on to say that we're all predestined to be conformed to the image of God's Son. That is your destiny. He gave you the Spirit of His Son by which Romans 8, 14 through 16, we cry out, Abba, Father. He gave you the same Spirit of Sonship so you'd live as a son. We beheld this glory. We beheld this glory. And we link it back now to verse 12. And verse 13 of John chapter 1, let's go back. Some people did accept him and believe on his name. He gave them the right to become children of God. Okay, well that, again. What? Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, verse 12, but as many as received him, Logos, the word, remember the, the words presented to you when you receive it, when you believe on his name, it becomes Rama in you. It becomes living word in you and God actually in faith inside you. You thought you conjured all the faith. No, you consent. You believe. You fully surrender yourself to Him and faith is a fruit of the Spirit that comes inside of you. It's called faithfulness in uh, Galatians five twenty two and 23, but it's the same Greek word as faith. It's pistis. Fruit of the Spirit is faith. It comes by the Spirit. Now, doesn't that sound better than you trying to conjure faith? But as many as received Him, Logos, to them He gave the right, the power, the authority to become children of God. To those who, here it is, believe in His name, fully entrust themselves to the Lord who were born. Everybody say, I'm born. Look at this. Not of blood, nor the will of the flesh, nor the will of man. I am born of God. Now, you want... Will it lock up on me or will it stay open? Who knows? Okay. <laughs> I don't know. It wouldn't be Sunday morning without an adventure on the slides. You know, we've come—we've come to love it. Uh, yeah, that's right. Why not? I'll just use the Bible, right? I—I <laughs> I can do that. I have—I have New King James right here. <laughs> Oh boy. I'll just bookmark it right there. John chapter one. (laughs) It'll be all right. Thank you. I love you too. So the word, the word became flesh as exampleship because he's our destiny. He came as logos so we could understand the father's mind. He is Logos so we could understand. Remember, word is a communication uh, means so we could understand the mind of God, the thoughts of God, and His desire, His plan to make sons. Sanctification is the Father's desire that the same glory, grace, and truth that we're beholding in Jesus Christ would be realized and manifested in each of us. The same glory grace and truth would be realized in us as it is in Jesus Christ. Why? Because we're born not of blood, nor the will of the flesh, nor of uh, the will of man, but we've been born of God. And Jesus, Romans 8, 29, is the firstborn among many other brethren. The Lord spoke to me and he said, Steve, as you believe on me, as you fully entrust yourself to me, and then receive, which is fully rely on and source on me, I will do this work of glory and sonship within you. And I'll inbirth the faith in you to walk it out and to live it. And for that, I'm very thankful. Now, let me show you another Greek word. This is technon 5043. To as many as received him, to them he gave the power to become children of God. The word children in the Greek in the Strong's is technon. Look what it says. Properly a child, a descendant, figuratively anyone living in full dependence on the Heavenly Father. So you behold the glory of the one and only begotten Son. You see the glory, you see the grace and truth. And how does he live? Fully reliant on his father. Does that make sense to you? This this had to happen because all of us had sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So he sent us his glory in human form. Look at this. Fully willingly relying upon the Lord in glad submission. Patrick, you know you were talking earlier about what's the shift? The biggest shift he's asking for Patrick is will you fully surrender to me? Rather than try to do things your own way, will you really fully give me your heart? Because with the heart, man believes. We're not intellectually ascending to something. It's with the heart. That's the parable of the sower. The heart is where the seed and the Word take root. So we're fully, willingly relying. This is what children of God do. We fully rely on the Lord in glad submission. This prompts God to transform them into his likeness. I mean, even Christy was talking about it. Her her testimony when she came in Shanna, it's it's like and D, it's I don't want to control everything, Lord. I am willing to fully submit to you, and He will do the work. We looked at it last week. What is the Jesus they asked him, what's the work that we must do? And he said, Believe. Believe on the one that the Lord has sent. And that word, believe, is fully entrust yourself to Him. You do that, He'll in-birth faith into you. Because faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the Word of God. That Word is rhema. It's a received Word from Logos. All right, and then uh, it goes on to say, "...a child living in willing dependence." Illustrates how we must all live in utter dependence upon the Lord. I love this moment by moment. It's not a one time receiving. Yeah. yeah, because we're branches. A branch doesn't just see, receive one time and that's it. It's a life of receiving as branches from the vine. Look at this drawing guidance and care and nurture from our Heavenly Father. Emphasizes the childlike, not childish attitude of heart. I love that. Childlike, not childish. Amen. Because we heard some of that this morning. Well, I just want to do what I want to do. No, we're going to be childlike. Attitude of the heart that willingly, gladly submits to the Father's plan. We profoundly learn this as we're receptive to Christ. Speaking His rhema word within to impart faith. Logos is presented. We let Him in. becomes rhema. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by rhema. So you can see the plan here as far as being children of God. This is Mary's response. Remember what Mary said in Luke 1? Be it unto me according to your word. That word, word in the Greek, is it logos or is it rhema? It's rhema. Be it unto me according to your word. I receive it. Lord, be it unto me what you want. How about Romans eight fourteen? As many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. Now that word in the Greek is huios, and that's mature sons. We begin as technons. I love that. We begin as technons, but we want to grow up in all aspects into huios, mature sons, led by the Spirit of God. His will is our will and our pleasure i love it okay covered all that let's go to the next greek word pater now this comes from john chapter 1 verse 14 again where the word was made flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory glory as of the only begotten son from the father The word here in the Greek for father is pater, 3962 from Strong's. Father, one who imparts life and is committed to it. Aren't you glad? A progenitor, bringing into being uh, to pass on the potential for likeness. How about that? Bringing into being to pass on the potential for likeness. That's why it's not a one time receiving. Don't be, you know, like Jesus today and a butt tomorrow. Can I, I mean, is that alright? Everybody okay? Alright. Uh, <laughs> he imparts life from physical birth to the gift of eternal life through the second birth. We're gonna get into that in John 3-3. Unless a man be born again, he can't even see what God is doing. He can't even see the kingdom of God. Okay, so there's a physical birth and then there's a spiritual birth. Regeneration, where we're born again. Through ongoing sanctification, the believer more and more resembles their heavenly Father. I.e., each time they receive faith from Him and obey it, which results in their unique glorification. You have a glorification. Now, it's not apart from God and his glory but you are his offspring so you carry his glory. Amen. And just like when people saw Christ, saw Jesus, they could see the Father. Let that be true of us. That when people see me, they can see you, Lord. Right. How about that? Each time they receive faith, we become more and more like him when we receive faith from him and obey. Faith without obedience is dead. It just kind of filters off. That's why obeying the word that he gives you and he embers faith to walk it out is important. And it results in our unique glorification. Why didn't anybody in the Old Testament call God Father? Jesus showed up and called him Abba. Very endearing daddy term. Because Jesus is begot of God. But how come he said, Matthew 6.10, when you start praying, you should start by saying our... The reason is because nobody in the Old Testament has what you have. And it's insane that we built vacation Bible schools on Old Testament heroes of the faith who don't even have what... What these kids, if they're born again, who they have. That's why nobody called God Father in the Old Testament, because they didn't have what you have. And the reason that God reveals this Son of His glory is because He desires that same Son to be glorified in and through you. Isn't that powerful? The Father gave the Son a bride. And the Son, partnering with the Holy Spirit and said bride, gave the Father sons. And then the Father gave the Holy Spirit a temple to dwell in. The Father gave the Son a bride. And the Son and the Holy Spirit partnered together with the bride to give the Father sons, which was always the plan. Ephesians 1 5. We were all predestined to be adopted as sons unto God through Jesus Christ. Wow. Can I say again, you don't honor the Lord if you walk around uh, this planet like you have nothing? You have him. He didn't save you and give you eternal life apart from himself. He is that life you possess. He is in you. First John 5, 12, He who has the Son has the life. He who does not have the Son does not have the life. So I'm going to say it again. Sanctification is the Father's desire that the same glory, grace, and truth that was realized in Jesus Christ would be manifest in you and me because we're born of God. Matthew 4.19 is our our destiny in Christ where Jesus said, uh, follow me and I'll make you fishes of men. Follow me, be committed to Jesus Christ. Fully yield yourself to Him. Walk with Him. That's what that means. I'll make you. Be committed to be transformed by Jesus. Be committed to that. Be committed to be transformed by the Word of God, man. For me, it's like the hits just keep on coming. You ever think that you're, you're here in Christ and then you realize, man, I... Okay. <laughs> like, Lord, I'm so sorry. Pride's a terrible thing. And then, and then what does he say? I'll make you, so I'm going to transform you into fishers of men. Will you be committed to be on mission with him? I've read so many stories lately about how they keep saying evangelism in America is dead. Evangelism in the church is dead. Nobody's willing to share Christ anywhere. I beg to differ. Amen? Amen. I beg to differ. Now, maybe on the whole, it's it's kind of dead, dormant, whatever you want to call it. But we're going to be about uh, expressing Christ to people. And then when they get born again, we're going to walk with them. Amen. We're not leaving them at the hospital for somebody else to care for. We believe in discipling. We don't just get people converted so we can turn in a number. Amen. We want them to get born again, connected to the vine, and then walk with me. Walk with me. Let me show you. I love Matthew 4.19. It's abide ways works. We abide in Him, walk in His ways, and partner with Him to do His works. Amen? huh. Amen. Well, pretty much out of time. (laughs) I'm going to ask for a couple of uh, observations this morning. We'll pick it up next week on grace, full of grace and truth. But what, just to summarize, I want you to see it was important for us to behold the glory of the Son, not just because God loves us. And Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father and he's revealing who God is. But we need to see His glory because we had fallen. We'd all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. What was our destiny? Well, our destiny is sons too. And it was so loving for the Father to send that revelation, that word, communicate to us, this is who I created you to be. I want you to live a dependent life fully on me. I want you to live a love relationship with me as your Father. Begotten of me. You're not begotten of the world, church. You're You're born again. You're begotten of God. So live as a son. Behold the glory. Get into the Scriptures. Let the Scripture be a mirror to you. Let Him show you uh, Christ's likeness so He can be formed in you. Amen? And then let's get on mission with Him. Let's be on mission. We're we're living in a hurting country right now. People need to see. What does it say? Romans 8, 19. All of creation groans for the revealing of the Son's of God they need they need to see, okay, Kyle, I want you to come. Any observation from this morning could be worship, could be the word ministry time
1: yeah, um, so <clears throat> pretty much my entire life i 've been results driven right okay, yeah. so you know um, it fuels me to to go and do and to produce mm-hmm. right, so um, many times um, even in my Christian walk, I, I, I bear the weight and the burden of the results. Okay. And that's not God's design.
0: But, yeah, but I've been there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right. So, been there. So it's it's really good for me. The last three weeks we've been talking about, um, you know, that only God can produce God-like results. That's right. Inside. Amen. So, um um, for me, the good news is that uh, my responsibility is to yield and, and walk in obedience. Right. Super. Good. It takes a lot of pressure off of me.
0: Yeah. Right. Well, he okay. said, "My yoke is easy. My right. burden is light." I mean, if you'll yoke up under me, let me right. lead, yeah. then we'll bear
1: fruit. I'm often reminded of uh, Hebrews four, uh, four sixteen. You know that yeah. we can go boldly to the grace, through yeah. the groan. Yeah. The throne of grace. The throne of grace, and that's where we will find mercy and help in times of need. In
0: times of need, which is all day, every day. (laughs) Amen. Thank you. Give him a hand. Thank you, Kyle. Don. Don, just observation from this morning, or he touched on, we've been in John 1 for three weeks, so. Just
2: need about 20 minutes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) 20 minutes to break it all down for us. There's a
2: whole (laughs) lot in there. I think the one observation that I think is really valuable for us to understand is this idea of the only begotten of the Father. And so that's a real significant statement. And what is he saying? And if you think about it, you know that Jesus Christ is the Word of God. He's also the precarnate Son of God. He's always existed as God. Yeah. So how could he possibly be born? Okay. And that sometimes confuses people. So it's important to divide this. He he is all that, but the Father literally came and birthed him as, as Jesus of Nazareth. Yeah. So he's fully man, fully human, by 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 the Holy Spirit,
0: birthing birthing him. Yeah.
2: As Jesus of Nazareth, and and in that he still contains the fullness. He's still God, mm-hmm. and he's the pattern for perfect humanity. That's Amen. why he's the firstborn of many brethren. See, Adam was created, not oh. a birthed being. Yeah. Oh, Angels were created called the sons of God. Wow. Not birthed beings. Jesus is the only single begotten by God himself. Wow. And then what does he do? He does the same to us. See, he's not restoring Adam. He's created a whole new creation that never existed before.
0: Wow, amen. The
2: firstborn, the federal head being Jesus Christ himself. The whole new race. It's a whole new race, sons to follow, born by imperishable seed. Wow. So he was the only begotten, and then we're the continuation of that. Our issue is we have the weakness of our flesh. Yeah, and that's why maybe next week I'll talk, if you give me a chance, <laughs> about grace, because it's very uh, under, under, underused.
0: Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's no. way more than you think. Yeah, let's do that. Let's, and you so, come talk about grace. He taught it Monday night at the East OC Resource Center's outrageous man. Yeah, that He's was awesome. just in
2: regards to the grace of spiritual new birth. But there's so much more to grace. But anyway. Yeah. Amen. He's the—he is the firstborn. He's the patterned son. Your future is set, and you'll see how when we talk about the grace. Of God. <laughs> Amen. Give him a hand.
0: Let's stand together. Wow, man! We had several mic drops today. This is application to that for him. He We're done. Us an yeah. For our first <laughs> Patrick, what was the one you had on the mic drop? The last thing you said—does anybody remember the part where we all freaked out? <laughs> where you, you can't be, yeah, you can't be the man I've called you to be at home until you start being the son I've created you to be in Christ. Now, see, that goes with exactly what we're saying, and that's that application for Don. That's what she was ribbing you on is about. The application is living as a son. Man, be in the Word. Just, you can even Google scriptures on being a child of God. Scriptures on sonship, being a son of God. I quoted some of them to you today out of Romans chapter eight, led by the Spirit of God and so on and so forth. So let me pray for you. Let's, let's open our hands just like this. Just open our hands. This is just a posture of surrender and receiving. Father, Lord, we're dependent on you and we love you. You are so good and so kind to us. Thank you, Lord, that you've seen beyond our faults and you see our need. And our need is for you. Would you forgive us when we try to take things into our own hands and, you know, even utilize the arm of the flesh, Lord, at times to accomplish things? But we love you and our hearts are turned, our hearts believe. And so, Lord Jesus, We don't say that flippantly. You are Lord. Would you lead us? Guide us, direct us. We consent. We want to continue receiving and abiding and living out the reality of our connection, our sonship, our oneness with you. In Jesus' mighty name. Come on, everybody said amen. Let's give Him praise. Amen.